0: You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates.
1: This is East Carolina Hall of Famer and Utah Jazz first-round draft pick, Blue Edwards. You're listening to Pirate Basketball Overtime on the Sports Objective, your home for the best East Carolina hoops coverage.
2: into the pirate basketball overtime on the sports objective pirates get a big win yesterday williams arena at mengees coliseum a pirates win a big win over campbell 77 63 let's bring in now bubba rosenbaum what's up dude
1: not a whole lot dave um just doing some things around the house this afternoon but uh yeah great weekend for the pirates you know you get a you a know, much needed, uh, to say the least, win in football. But then, as you mentioned, the 77-63 win over Campbell, and it really wasn't that close. Uh, Pirates yeah. led by 25 on a couple of occasions there, uh, not quite halfway through the second half, and pretty much maintained that lead. Campbell got it down to 11 uh, in the in the final minute with just uh, 52 or 53 seconds remaining. But, you know, it, it was a comfortable win, and um, it was largely, you know, Anthony Del Orso that kept the Camels, you know, somewhat in the game. Yeah. Um, and he had 35. You had uh, R.J. Felton with a career high 30 uh, for the Pirates. And he also had 11 rebounds to post a double-double.
2: Let's bring in from the great state, the Commonwealth, actually, of Connecticut, Matt Semenza. How are you, man?
0: What's up, guys, from uh, lovely New England. It's getting <laughs> starting to get freezing up here.
2: The you know, temperature. The weather, oh yeah,
0: the weather's the weather's changing. Um, you know, it's just you know it's 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 officially moved into winter. I'm actually getting ready to uh, hopefully get the Christmas tree up maybe later in the week. So uh, you know, I, I get it up early. But uh, anyway, good game yesterday. Really good performance. The game was never in question. I thought that uh, East Carolina was clearly the superior team uh, in every facet. I thought we, you know, our depth showed uh i thought our perimeter shooting looked much improved and i think just overall just a comfort level on the floor when you watch the guys we have the personnel play together they just look more cohesive and uh just look more comfortable on the floor together
2: no doubt I was gonna say Connecticut where the taxes are high and the temperatures are low. so
0: that that's actually a great slogan. I'm gonna I need like a bumper sticker that says that
2: Well you can hey, you're my friend. you can take it. You can take it because you put up with the <laughs> with the, both of those bad things. Uh, so you can you can definitely have it. I don't want either one of those and um I tell you what uh, by the way, those of you joining live, we will have a we have a double header as we have uh, this time of year where we have basketball and football at the same time so we'll have uh, our pirate football playback will be coming up right after the show so those who are joining us now stay tuned uh, we have justin and jessica justin butts chuck uh, appreciate y'all joining us here for the pirate basketball overtime jr what's up brother appreciate you joining us and uh guys that uh, bubba and matt i was really happy with this team because first of all um by the way I got a chance to sit in my new seats um, for the first time, and I'm at the corner. Um, there, um, not close to this end, but it's um, actually—I can't do with my finger the way I wanted it to—but it's the uh, far end uh, of the from where I'm. am perched up here in Williams Arena. Um, but anyway, the the seats are are fabulous. I, they did a great job with those, and um, I know Bubba and I were talking about in the pre in the green room. Um, if you bought the seats,
1: please come on down. Yeah, Justin Butts says, uh, Dave, come on down court side. All right. So, but, uh, yeah, you're
2: right. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the seats of the purple seats, and you're um, on the cross. <clears throat> I guess, Justin, you're across the way where uh, radio and television is on that side. of. I'm right behind the um, opposing bench. Yeah. So, um, it was a great win, and I tell you what—it uh, seems like that we have a great rivalry, Matt and Bubba, with uh, Campbell. Um, but there was no question with this uh, this team. It, it just felt like with having the second year for Coach Schwartz, um, this team was very, very the chemistry. I don't know if you guys thought it, but the chemistry was is top notch with this team. I'm really happy to see guys playing together. Defense is there. There wasn't really. I didn't see breakdowns in the defense. Did you guys feel that well, way?
1: That's where I was going to take this. As far as the defense is concerned, that was one of the. Despite the thirty-point win against the Division Three opponent, uh, Coach Schwartz uh, was not happy whatsoever with the defensive performance. On and I was careful to use the word performance and not effort um, because he said the effort, uh, you know, really, really uh, wasn't subpar necessarily. But um, the performance as a whole, you know, well below his expectations. He said all of practice on Tuesday and Wednesday were spent, or excuse me, was spent on, uh, on defense and cleaning things up there, especially going against a team like Campbell where they, where they run uh, somewhat of a Princeton-style offense. And he was very pleased um, in the postgame yesterday with how we played. Uh, I don't know the number exactly. I want to say it was 14 or 15 steals. I know we had at least five guys with two or more steals, either two or three steals, which was impressive. You had um, Jaden Walker had three steals. Quentin de had three steals. Um, Bobby Pettiford, uh, and we'll go through the scoring for for the team, uh, here a little bit later on, but Bobby Pettiferd, who had eight points, seven assists, and a couple of steals in 26 minutes after after playing 18 against Ferrum on Monday night, Bobby got the start. Uh, looked very good. Uh, made a few explosive moves to the basket. Had one, I believe it's a fast break dunk. Uh, I, I remember my my dad when I was talking to him last night um, because he and my mom were able to attend. Um, my dad said, Hey, how about that dunk by Bobby Pettiford? So, (laughs) yeah. So, um, so Matt, what did you think about the performance of uh, zip as they call him?
0: I thought he looked, uh, I thought he looked sharp. I I thought he had some nice explosive moves to the basket. Um, and, And I think he, you know, he looks to facilitate the offense. He's, he's a very unselfish player based on, you know, the limited action that I've seen, you know, you get a lot of, shoot first point guards these days. He looks like the type of point guard that likes to facilitate, get everybody involved, and then, you know, get his shots up when they're available. But uh, I think he's only going to continue to improve and get healthier. You know, he's been – obviously been dealing with his hamstring now for the last month or so. Um, So he's still rounding into shape a little bit. But, you know, I think – The thing with this team is you now have guys that can knock down shots from the perimeter. You know, we do a lot of, you know, pick and pop and a lot of perimeter screens with Brandon Johnson. I mean, he's, he's essentially when he's on the floor with Edra, you know, just based off size, Brandon Johnson is, he's really the five. He plays like a stretch five. You put him out on the perimeter and he creates matchup problems for people where he can step away from the basket and spread the floor a little bit. But you know, I, I think overall, you know, really good performance. I think that Campbell st- essentially had one guy, um, at Del Orso, if I'm saying his name properly. I think that's how you say it. Correct. Del, Del
1: Orso, Anthony Del Orso um, from, from uh, I want to say it's Melbourne, Australia.
0: Yeah. I mean, he, he so he, he was kind of going off there. Impressive player. Um, you know, I mean, it, you know, the only thing you could really do, nobody else on the floor from Campbell was going to hurt you offensively. Right. It was really a one-man show. I mean, you could try to get the ball out of his hands and bring a double, you know, and just take the ball out of his hands. But, the, you know, the reality is nobody else on that floor was going to beat you. So they just played him straight up. And, you know, he's a good player. He made tough shots. And I thought he got a lot of ticky-tack fouls, too, uh, like me and Dave talked about before the show. I thought. I thought the officiating was very ticky tack down the stretch, horrible. Um, but hey, you know that's that's the way it goes. And um, overall, very good performance. A lot to build on, you know, with this team.
2: No doubt. When you look at this uh, men's and women's basketball, both being two and zero, had a chance. By the way, give a shout out to the ladies. They uh, they won one hundred and five to thirty five. My kids had never seen a basketball game live where we were east carolina scored over 100 so uh, my daughter was like getting her eyes were getting really big when she saw the scoreboard um but congratulations to kim mcneil and company as their 2-0 and, oh, and um they had an easy opponent but at the same time when you look at it it's uh, one of those things where we would normally win by 20 points and we won by 70 um great for them they can actually shoot the ball so I want to give them a shout out and
0: both nice teams. both of our teams, right, Dave? And right. And that's what I was going to say. It's uh, you, we need some positivity. Hey, look at it this way. A lot of positivity this weekend for East Carolina in general, you know, between women's basketball, men's basketball, uh football finally gets a W. So overall, pretty good weekend for East Carolina.
2: Yeah. And uh, by the way, give myself a shout out here. This pirate won on Tuesday night. So I'm real happy with basketball football got to win and I got to win Tuesday night. So I'm really excited about uh, hopefully we can have, we keep these weeks going where we have a lot of pirate wins.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, going back to RJ Felton's performance and uh, while, while we're talking about RJ Felton, um, you know, congratulations to, to his younger brother on, on signing. Yep with the pirates and that, that was great to see you know tremendous player from uh, Aiken South Carolina but um but RJ I mentioned him having 30 and 11 played 38 minutes um, because you had so many guys in foul trouble pirates ended up having three guys foul out yesterday afternoon uh, you know with some of those touch fouls that Matt referenced uh, a moment ago but um, you know with with Caleb LeCount and Jaden Walker, um, and then and then also Bobby Pettiford having to sit, uh, you saw RJ having to to run the point some. Um, it was kind of kind of became point by committee, but um, but RJ did an excellent job. Uh, you know, he scored in a variety of ways. I want to say he knocked down what at least maybe about five threes. Um, yep. And he had the big three right at the end of the first half that put us up 13 at halftime. Um, probably a 25 footer off the left wing, um, scored I mean, putbacks, uh, taking it to taking it to the basket. Uh, yeah, just all around complete effort by R.J. Felton. Ezra Saar had 11 and five in 25 minutes. Um, Brandon Johnson, after scoring 29 on Monday night, had 13 and five. Um, I mentioned what Bobby Pettiford did, and then you had uh, Quentin DeBoongue came off the bench, six points, four rebounds, and three steals. So, uh, no, the Pirates didn't shoot the ball the way they would have liked, uh, particularly from three in the first half, but um, much better in the second half. I want to say ECU was six out of 16 in the second half, which comes out to be, what, uh, 36% or so. And uh, you'll you'll take that uh, if if you can shoot thirty six percent clip uh, on a regular basis uh, you'll certainly take that and um, you know all all around not a bad effort on uh, coach in the post game and he was just talking about in in addition to the improved defensive performance he said that was good you know having that sizable lead and um, hopefully you know learning how to play with that lead. And, wasn't particularly pleased, you know, committed some fouls that you wouldn't like uh, in that situation. And, um, and then also perhaps a few quick possessions where you didn't run as much clock as you'd have liked to, but but on the whole, um, not bad. And uh, Hey, at least it's great to have such a sizable lead, 25 points, um, you know, to, to be able to make some of those mistakes and, le- and learn from them. And and now we have, uh, I guess, USC Upstate coming in.
0: Yeah. You know, one thing I'd really like to see a little bit, too, as the season goes on, obviously yesterday you didn't need it because we were just in command the entire game. But I'd like to see Ezra get established in the post a little bit um, because he's, he's such a strong player and he's explosive. And he's going to be a handful for – you know for other forwards in the league to guard if he gets the ball down low in the post he's got some nice moves he uses his his ball fakes uh well um so you know on those nights where the perimeter threes aren't falling it's going to be important to establish somebody down low so that's just something to look out for as the season goes on i mean he's just a he's just an explosive strong athlete um that can be utilized i think maybe a little more in the paint but hey that's not a complaint obviously last night we just didn't need it um but what are your guys thoughts on that as we move forward
2: well for me the you're you're right matt we we've got to have a when we talk about in football with complementary you know with offensive defensive and special teams i think with us you're looking at the outside the perimeter game and the inside game and i think because of uh steph curry and all the folks in the NBA that three pointers, the perimeter has become like the premium part of the game. But at the same time, I, I do think the teams like us that are in a great basketball conference, we're going to need that. I think one of the things I've been impressed with, with uh, our coaches <clears throat> coach Schwartz is they're, they're getting guys that really truly belong in the American, uh, the very athletic, long uh, lean uh, they're, they're athletes, and I think you look at Ezra Sare. I mean, he is unbelievable. Uh, when you look at Coach Schwartz, it says a lot about the coaching staff. You got to give your uh, tip your hat to them, uh, Matt and and Bubba, for the fact that they've been able to keep these guys. A great nucleus of these players are back. You have uh, they're doing a great job. I think another thing, Matt, I want to get your take after Bubba. It, Bubba's thoughts is uh, how good Schwartz has done with um, high school recruiting. He hasn't abandoned that like a lot of basketball coaches, especially he's actually doing a great job with uh, balance where he's doing high school. And of course, they're always going to look at the portal, but he won't, he puts a huge emphasis on Eastern North Carolina and high school recruiting period.
1: Yeah, he's definitely made it uh, very clear that it's going to be a blend of the two, that, that uh, they're not going to go exclusively to either. Uh, and You know, obviously, um, it just depends kind of how things go and and how well we're able to retain folks to how much it may be portal versus high school. But uh, you mentioned Ezra. What about that play he made? I want to say it was fairly early on in the game where he took it 90 feet, uh, just showing the way he can handle the basketball. Went behind his back about the free throw line. And uh, that that was – Tremendous display of athleticism and his abilities. And then uh, another point of emphasis that I meant to mention is, this is something that Coach Schwartz highlighted in the postgame, the rebounding in addition to the defensive effort against Farum left a lot to be desired. The Pirates allowed a much uh, smaller team in Farum to have, I want to say his double digits, offensive rebounds. Yesterday, Campbell had two. East Carolina out-rebounded Campbell. 12 to two on the, on the offensive rebound side of things. And that, that was awesome to see.
0: Yeah. Much, much better effort in that regard. And, you know, um, uh, overall just a really good, uh, a good team performance, you know, like just to go back to something that Dave mentioned a few minutes ago, when you look at this team, physically, athletically, um shooting wise this is the most impressive team we've had in a while in my yeah. opinion um what i really like is you know there's four or five guys that can that can really score the basketball and you know you look at like campbell last night they really have one guy that can hurt you
2: One yeah.
0: um yeah i mean so so you have some depth there and that's that is a huge factor you know i mean Last night Felton went off. You saw in Game One it was Brandon Johnson. Ezra's going to have big nights. Pettiford is going to have big nights. You're going to see big nights from Walker. I mean, there's a lot of guys who can beat you, and that's that's what I like. Like I, you know, right. I think the best teams have multiple guys that can that can knock down shots, that can beat you uh, defensively. And you know you really see that, and I don't think I'm overstating it. You know, I know we obviously just played two. We played a D three, and then Campbell, who, who who's okay, but I, I don't think it's too early to say that this is an impressive team, and uh, it's this is going to be a fun year to watch. I think. I mean, I'm I'm more excited about this team than than any other team I can I can recall, uh, you know, for ECU
2: no doubt Bubba uh with the uh you look at Johnny Robertson um he has a great stat uh, we can put up here he says it's very early but the Pirates are number two nationally in two different categories opponents are only getting an offensive rebound on 8.3 percent of their opportunities and the Pirates are getting a steal on 20.7 percent of opponents possessions that's uh that's great to see. Thank you, Jr. as always, because he's uh, he and Bubba are on top of it. Um, I would never pretend, Matt, as you know, to be a numbers guy, but uh, that's great to see. And you know what? Um, you know what I was going to say, Matt? You're right about the You and know, people say competition. But even when we have these games early on in the season or people say early on preseason games, if you will, is these games are ones that we struggle. We eventually pull away. Sometimes we even lose them. And here we are. We got a nice 30-point win against Farum, and you get a nice 14-point win, uh, like Bubba said earlier, against Campbell that really um, we had up to 25 for uh, there in the second half.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, you got to like what the mentality that Mike Schwartz is bringing in here. I, I think just kind of scratching the surface defensively of what, He wants to be this year listen it's early in the season man it's it basketball is a type of sport where you you need to get five or six games under your belt before you really start to get into a rhythm of who you are as a team um so he's going to continue to make adjustments and um you know he'll get him he'll get him to where he wants to be but um you know i i think that's going to be that their bell cow in terms Mm -hmm. of like how successful they're going to be is going to be based on Defense first, locking people down, and then obviously how well they shoot from the perimeter.
1: When you talk about that defense, and that's something that led to the early lead yesterday. Um, Pirates got out to an eight or nine point advantage. Then you saw Del Del Orso for Campbell cut it to one pretty quickly, but then the Pirates pushed it right back out to ten or eleven points. And uh, the way they did that uh, was, you know, guys like. Bobby Pettiford, Jaden Walker, Quentin DeBougie, Brandon Johnson with excellent uh, hands in the passing lanes and uh, getting fast break opportunities. And we handle those fast break opportunities much better than we did on Monday night.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, like Matt said, with this team, uh, what's great to see is you have uh, guys like a Pettiford. Another thing is, um, Matt, you made a great point this team has so much depth that it's like when you lose a Brandon Suggs a couple years ago, all of a sudden we lost him for eight games or more. Then the team kind of went down, but it looks like with this group, we have so much depth now that even if you have a guy get injured or two, um, you'll still be okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, you tend to forget about, Guys on this team, like like Walker, you know what I mean. He's just kind of a team guy, but he's a guy that can step up, and we saw it last year. He, you know, he's a guy that can occasionally, you know, light you up and give you fifteen on on a given night. So, um, you know, it's it's gonna be fun to watch, man. I uh, I hope this if this team can stay healthy, I think they're gonna be a problem for just about everybody they play.
2: And you know, it's way too early, and uh, people are gonna get on me for saying this, but. If we keep playing like we're playing, then we have a good shot in our conference tournament and we'll have a good shot, I think, with a, a, a national tournament, whether it be the NIT, NCAA, I don't know. But we have a shot to uh, to do great things. It's all going to come down to, uh, for sure, how healthy we stay because the talent, uh, I think there's no question the talent's there, the chemistry is there. Um, but when you're having to play any kind of sport, we know the injuries are a factor. Let's just hope that we can uh, keep them to a minimum and uh, hopefully like with the hamstring with uh, Pettiford that that that's a, I know that's a nagging injury, but hopefully it won't get like what is it like inflamed or I don't know what the right word is, Matt on that for um, I need <laughs> I need Jared Plummer or others that know uh, more about it. it's not my expertise with injuries.
1: Well, I know it's during it's his time, time in Kansas, they said he had had some, some uh, perhaps some some scar tissue or something of that nature. Where, where this is a hamstring uh, in to his time with the Jayhawks, but that's about all the the detail. Out, you know, and you give credit to Stephen Igo there that's What he is reporting during those um, days and weeks during the first week of the season you know when when Bobby was uh, questionable
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. i I'll tell you you know I'm looking forward to seeing what our young bigs can provide too um because you know I think when you look at the like the lineup we had on the floor last night you know when you face a team with a with a true power big man that can really operate down low. I think that's one, one area where, where this team might get exploited just because, you know, we don't have that, that seven footer per se. That's, that's, you know, a force down low, but yeah, I'd like to see those, those young guys. I mean, obviously we're just getting started here and I'm sure coach Schwartz will get them, uh, more playing time as the season goes on and, you know, as they get ready. But it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of develops, too, because those two young guys bring a lot of size and, and also athleticism.
2: No doubt. And um, with the game itself, you know, um, we're not used to um, playing with a lot of size. You, you know, it's uh that's one of those things, I think, when we're talking about the wing players and perimeter. But you're, you're right, Matt, when we need to have A couple, at least one or two really good big men um, because the matchups are going to change, as you know, night to night. And last night it wasn't the case, but there's going to be times when especially um, it's noticeable when you say down the stretch in the conference schedule. I mean, right now we can probably get away with it, but the conference schedule will probably probably be when we need um, the big men the most.
0: Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. No.
2: And uh, we also want to remind everybody as far as upcoming Wednesday night is the next game. Uh, unfortunately, I miss it because of church, but it's Pitt County Schools Night, canned food drive. It's uh, it's South Carolina Upstate, and that game will be at 7 o'clock. So 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. And um, yeah. that'll be a great game.
1: Go ahead.
2: No, there was a little bit of overlag. I was... I was just going to say that with that game, it's going to be uh, great to get people out. And look, um, let's get people out. This uh, this this coaching staff and the players have worked really hard. Matt, they've uh, they sold more season tickets this year. Very exciting uh, times for basketball. Men's and women's have. So let's make sure that we get out on Wednesday night to see the Pirates play. And it doesn't matter who we're playing. What matters is the fact that we support our team because – these games right now, Matt, as you know, and Bubba knows as well, will help us on the back end when we're trying to get into a national tournament. And I do think we're on the bubble for one of those tournaments. I really do. And um, but, but right now, we can't afford to have uh, games where we don't have people attending or, oh, it's just this, this team. Uh, we need to have people there, period, regardless who we're playing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You look at uh, South Carolina Upstate and Bubba. I'm not sure if you. I don't want to. I don't want to jump in if you were going to talk about them, but I, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure they played Vandy very close um, a few nights back, and they look to be. Uh, I, I believe they're one and one. Um, am, am I right about that, Bubba? They did play Vandy very
1: competitively. Um, I want to say led at halftime by a couple buckets and uh, then Vandy end up winning maybe by six or seven. And I know they had gotten beat in the opener by probably 25 to 30, but I want to say it was 82, 53, perhaps by South Carolina. But
2: um, yeah, we've got, by clearly, the way, that
1: clearly playing some quality competition, you know, right out of the, the gates with two sec opponents and um and you know the they same. play
2: Saturday. I just saw um, um By the way, Matt, your favorite, uh, your favorite. I was going to say network. Your favorite conference, the Big Ten. They have the package they have on Peacock for basketball. Um, and uh, Upstate is playing uh, Minnesota. I believe it's on Saturday. So Saturday afternoon, yeah. maybe.
0: Yeah, they they have played. I mean, they like Bubba mentioned they lost to South Carolina by twenty nine in their opener. Then they lost to Vandy by only seven um they won by about i don't know 60 here over carolina i'm not sure uh exactly who this is it says carolina um so yeah obviously ecu and then minnesota so they're they're, they're definitely playing some some competitive teams here
2: no doubt and uh that's going to be a great matchup as we're looking forward to uh a success in fact uh, we need to get people there by the way ecupirates.com you can go there or you can call 1-800-DOW-ECU I know that I believe Elliot was asking about tickets their face value is at $20 Bubba off the top of my head
1: yeah and that's correct and um all
0: right we got the fight song we got the fight song going
2: ECU victory
0: yeah Um,
1: yeah that's correct as far as the, the ticket price is concerned and in Carolina, as you referred to, uh, obviously it's um, we're not talking about UNCCH as I like to say. No, uh, but um, Carolina University, I believe it's called, is uh, you know Christian small Christian school based out of Winston Salem. If I'm not mistaken, it's a uh,
2: never heard of them.
1: Yeah, so I- I've heard of them, but uh, I did not realize that USC Upstate had played that game. Or, uh, or exhibition, whichever. When, what was the date of the game, Matt?
0: Uh, let me let me run it back here. Where, where was, that that after, was, uh, was that after Vandy? Uh, that was after Vandy. So they played this game, uh, let's this see, was this weekend at some point. Okay. Uh might have been today, actually. It might have been today, it looks like. Gotcha. Um, cool. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, and they won that game by 60. So, yeah, uh, not much to take from that game. I, I'm none of us have ever heard of
2: I'm from North Carolina and I've never heard of Carolina university. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> speaking, wasn't
0: speaking of USC
1: upstate and in wide margins, um, the women, um, they played USC upstate on Thursday night. Oh man. After, after defeating Elon 68 37 in the opener in which they had an excellent defensive performance. But, um, not particularly good on the offensive end, just shooting thirty percent or so um, against the Phoenix Pirates. Bounced back in a big way uh, offensively, uh, shot in excess of fifty percent. I want to say fifty-three or fifty-four uh, percent against the Spartans, and they defeated USC Upstate one hundred five to thirty-five. That that is yeah. uh, uh, that it's was big- in, in, impressive
2: biggest win i think uh, bubba since 2011 off the top you're the numbers guy jr maybe jr knows but i think yeah, it's I the biggest win. i wasn't sure about
1: the margin how but uh i would i would have thought at least that long if not longer yeah and, and well, then uh, as, far, as far as scoring 100 points it's the first time that, that um, the lady pirates has scored 100 points since 2017
2: Yes, yeah, it's, it's been great to see that. And, you know, Kim McNeil has had great, you know, Matt, great defensive teams. And uh, it's exciting about that to see steals and all that layups. But they just, you know, she'll tell you they were struggling as far as shooting. And they've gone out. And I'm telling you, man, between the transfer portal and recruiting, <laughs> good gracious, those they've got an exciting brand of football, football, let's mean basketball. And if you get a chance, see them in person. But if not, they're on ESPN+. Plus. And uh, I was just happy for her and the staff. And there's a lot of great ladies on that team that they've worked really, really hard. Uh, they're putting a lot of hours and effort into it. So good to see them do well. And I think, uh, you know, Matt, they're finished second in the league. And uh, USF is always strong in women's basketball. Um, but don't don't be surprised if we see some epic games, including – Matt, you need to come down. I think, is it Bubba, is that game with uh, Dawn Staley in uh, South Carolina, is that December 30th? It's the end of the year, I believe. But that's going to be a huge basketball game. We need a lot of Pirates to come out to that game, um, not only because it's a national power of South Carolina, but um, that would be great for our program to see. Um, I think our ladies will play a lot better than most people would give us credit.
0: Yeah, no doubt. They have it going in the right direction. Sorry, I uh, had a little lag there. Okay, but, no worries. Uh, absolutely. And, yeah, I am definitely hoping to get down for a few games uh, here as the season heats up a little bit, man. I'm looking forward to seeing the, the updates in the stadium, the new seating, the new lights, uh, all that. So
2: The seats are just – man, the seats give uh, John Gilbert and company uh, credit on the seats. I think the seats are excellent and – um my daughter Mackenzie went with me yesterday and they were, she was so excited that we had the seats that close. I mean, you could, it's so crazy, but guys, you can hear the players talk to each other and I've never had that even before. I don't know what it is, but now, now that our seats are, are great and I'm not as adjusted. I'm not as great as you are to have courtside, but it's pretty dang close. I think we're on. I think we're on row C, Um, so it's like not end zone, but it's like corner right but close to the end zone. So uh, a lot of fun and looking forward to we're going to talk uh, football here in a minute with the Pirate Football Playback. So if you're watching live, we'll have that for you in the matter of minutes. And uh, Justin says, laughing out loud, um, hey, wherever you can sit, it's loud. We need a lot of people. And, guys, that was one of the things, Bubba, you know uh, as well as I do, when that place, you get three, 4,000 even. But if you get that place sold out or a lot of people, it is so hard, Matt. I don't know how many games you've been to at Williams Arena, but you get a lot of people in there, and the place is so loud, and the, the fans are right there on the court where it creates a great atmosphere. It's really, really hard to, to hear there. Justin makes a great point, by the way. He says, the students have impressed me. Absolutely. They, they're Hey, Matt, they are sold out on Susan, uh, student tickets for these games. It's just great to see that the they're really coming out and supporting this group, and that's only going to be better for as the season goes on.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And Just pulling up the upcoming schedule here, Dave. Just uh, taking a look at what we have coming up here um you know you have some games definitely to to get excited about you know um like i think we mentioned south carolina on december 9th that's uh that's one obviously florida on the road december 14th but uh and then we have florida atlantic guys coming in here that's another we, one, we, interesting one to get excited. We, we
1: go, we go to Boca Raton. Unfortunately, we don't get them in Minji's this year.
0: Ah, correct, correct. You are right. I just pulled that up. That's unfortunate. We We're that South year.
2: Carolina. We do have South Carolina uh, coming up, and that'll be December 9th. And then we have, <clears throat> we have the uh, the Town Bank Holiday Classic around Thanksgiving. That's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll have that. It's a multi-team event, so MTE, and we play, I know, Sunday the 19th, we'll play um And Tuesday, is that right? Is it just two games for us, Bubba?
1: No, it's three.
2: Three. Okay, we, three games.
1: We play Northeastern on Sunday. I believe that's a two o'clock tip-off. That's correct. And, and then uh, you also have Kennesaw State and Georgia Southern. It's su- Sunday, Monday, Tuesday.
2: There you go. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, yep.
1: And... So that uh, we- so that would be that would be a unique experience uh, hosting a MTE multi team event um, at Williams Arena Menchie's Coliseum, and uh, obviously you got the football game on Saturday against Navy, and then Pirate basketball Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So hopefully fans will get out and support that, uh, and uh, great opportunity to. To get off to an excellent start, um, you know, we should uh, if we do what we can, what we can do, and play the way we can play, uh, carry a three and record into uh, Sunday afternoon against Northeastern.
2: No question. Uh, hey, we have a good chance here. We got to roll off a lot of these wins. And uh, Matt, one and Bubba, one of the things that's going to be uh, you're talking about the conference. Um, so we'll start our conference schedule. Uh, that'll be coming up, what in January with uh, the yeah at Florida Atlantic. That's where the rubber meets the road, as we all know, and that's where I'm going to be curious to see. That's where I'm going to be cu- curious to see us do well. What do you think? Uh, that that's one area that with the conference.
0: Yeah, I think over the next you know month or so until conference play starts, it's really important to to find your identity as a team. Um, continue improving on both offensively and defensively, but, you know, trying to find creative ways to score. Um, because as you know, you know, when you, when you get into conference play, the defense is going to get tighter. Everything's going to get more intense. Um, you know, it, it just gets more challenging in general. So, yeah, over the next month, you just want to improve as much as possible. You want to continue to develop depth, I think, is a, is a big key. Like, get a lot of guys involved. Get some of the younger players involved as well, because you're going to need everybody at some point throughout the course of the season. So, a uh, really good opportunity here, you know, with with a lot of really manageable um, wins, you know. And when I look at this schedule, you know, again, I'm not I'm not saying we're a Final Four team. I don't want to overstate it, but I but I do really like this team. And you know, when I look at this schedule, you know, all these games look winnable to me, honestly. Yeah. I mean, even you know, Florida right now is not a world beater. Right. Um, I, I mean, all these games to me look very manageable. So, if you can get through the non-conference in really good shape, um, it's going to be a fun. It's going to be a fun season in conference play.
1: Yeah, the Gators had a a pretty solid outing. You know, at least a competitive game. I I, I just saw the last couple minutes um, in their their game in Charlotte. The, the event and uh, the name of the event's escaping me, but uh, it's a tournament that East Carolina played in, or one day event rather, that East Carolina played in uh, when we they played, played Liberty, Liberty at the Spectrum Center under under Joe Dooley. So, uh, they had a competitive game, lost by three points. I want um, to say it's 73 70 to Tony Bennett and UVA, came down. Came down to the wire, as you would guess, with that score, and a very entertaining game.
0: Yeah, they uh, they beat Loyola by twenty, and that's Loyola Maryland, not Loyola Chicago. Um, yeah, beat them by twenty, and then they lost to Virginia by three. So um, I'm pretty confident. Really, really feel like we're going to be in every one of these games with with this team. It's it's going to be uh, interesting to see.
2: No doubt, and uh, <clears throat> big win again, seventy Don't forget about the big game Wednesday night with Upstate uh, South Carolina, and to get your tickets again, ecupirates.com, or you can simply dial the number toll-free Monday through Friday, 1-800-DIAL-ECU. Do you guys have anything before we go?
0: looking forward to talking football, man. A lot lot to break down from yesterday's game at Florida Atlantic, so just looking forward to talking about that.
2: Yeah, I think we won this this part the first game here with the Pirate Basketball Overtime and uh, those of you that are live, stay with us because we're going to get out of here and then we're going to do our Pirate Football Playback. Stay with us. Appreciate you so much for the support, not only this program, but obviously the basketball program. Again, uh, final time Pirates win big 77-63. And you were listening to the Pirate Basketball Overtime right here on the Sports Objective. Stay with us. More TSO coming up right here.